It's time for Crack the Customer Code, the ultimate podcast to help you unlock the secrets to understanding and connecting with your customers. Now, it's time for your hosts, the wonder twins of customer experience, Adam Toporek and Jeannie Walters. Jeannie, one of the great joys of my life is ignoring your Facebook messages. Wow. Wow. You just put it right out there. I put it right out there. I feel so neglected. Oh my gosh, really? But then, you know what else? (laughs) I can can message you through text. I can message you through Twitter. I can message you through Gmail. I can message you all these different ways. Don't worry. Our secret crack the customer code app. Yes. Yes, exactly. It's it's super double encrypted. Yes, it's super (laughs) double secret probation encrypted. Yes, exactly. 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 So don't worry. I will find you, Adam. So don't feel bad, Jeannie. <laughs> I ignore almost everyone's Facebook messages. Why? <laughs> Actually, I don't. But what I do do is I don't keep Facebook Messenger on my phone. Mm-hmm. And what's mm-hmm. very interesting nowadays is how prevalent messaging is becoming as a customer service channel. Exactly. Uh, yeah. and, and I've really looked at it on a personal side. I'll try not like, to take okay, that personally. Just, you know, keep it's going. one more way for <laughs> low value messages to get to me. <laughs> right. No, I'm joking. Well, because I mean, you know, I'm on Facebook. I check Facebook, whatever, um, regularly enough and nothing I've, anybody who needs me that importantly knows another way to get me. They're, they're not going to default to Facebook messenger, Mm -hmm. right? If it's time sensitive or crucial or important, no one is going to reach me that way. So I don't keep it on Mm -hmm. my phone. Um, yes, but you know, now I'm starting to go, I'm well, gonna is this going to be a customer question. service yes, you do. channel I need uh, to have I have access found to? that. How about you? I have had some things come in recently that have made me think of it in that way. Um, sometimes people just kind of want to find you where they are. So I've had things come in Facebook messenger. I've had things come in LinkedIn, private message, all that stuff. So, uh, I think it's important as customer service and, some of the best brands are using it as a way to just make it convenient. We've talked before on this show about how some of the pizza providers out there let you order pizzas through Facebook Messenger because that's where people are and that's how they want to do it. So it's not just about service. It's about communication in general. And as the world grows, we get more and more and more of these tools, more and more of these apps. How are you supposed to keep up with all this? And that's what we talked about today and how it fits into the customer service landscape and how important messaging is. So it's an interesting topic. Yeah, you know, my personal use is sort of different than my business uh, philosophy about it mm-hmm. because it is truly an important channel. It's an increasingly important channel. And uh, it's also a very cha- uh, very challenging structurally because you've really got to figure out which uh, different apps and messaging services you're going to use and incorporate into your business. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. So our guest today is with a company called Converse Social. Did I say that mm-hmm. right, Jeannie? You did. Yes. Yes. Our guest today is Joshua March. He founded Converse Social in 2009 based on his vision that online communication and customer service were undergoing fundamental shifts requiring businesses to invest in new processes and technologies to manage the rapidly shifting social landscape. A leading proponent of social media, Joshua previously founded leading social application company iPlatform, 
one of the world's first Facebook preferred developers, which was acquired in 2012. Having started his career in London, which you will hear by his wonderful accent, Joshua is now based in New York, where he leads the U.S. operations of Converse Social, as well as global strategy. And now he is the author of the new book, Message Me, a book on the future of customer service. Josh, we're so happy to have you with us today. Thank you for joining us. Thanks, Jeannie. Really happy to be on here. Uh, great to have you here, Josh. Uh, let's get right to it. One of the things you tackle in your book and in general is how apps have made so many things easier, yet customer service doesn't seem to be keeping up with that. and It's not where it <laughs> needs to be. Uh, shocker. Uh, I know. That's what our whole show is. I know. We, exactly. we, we can't have it keep up completely. <laughs> that's true. We would have nothing to do. But, all right, but if, if the apps are doing so great and everything's getting easier, where is the discrepancy coming from? Sure. And yeah, as you say, you know, it's so easy today to do basically anything off your phone, right? You can you know, order an Uber uh, or a Lyft and it's here in minutes. You can order from pretty much any restaurant. You can control the lights in your home, you know, wherever you are. Uh, but when it comes to actually getting help with a problem, suddenly you're like going through an IVR and waiting on hold for 30 minutes and having this frustrating conversation, going mul through multiple tiers of agents. And, and there is this really big discrepancy, right? And uh, we still see today that a majority of customer care is still happening over the phone, right? O over the, you know, the old landline, you know, people have been doing it for decades and decades, and that's still where, you know, two thirds of customer service volume is happening. Um, and there's a lot of reasons for this, right? And, and I think a big part of it is that companies really struggle with this trade-off that they have to make between customer experience on the one hand and cost on the other hand. Um, and you know, while different companies pay lip service to these in different ways and target themselves in, in different ways, every company really struggles with this trade-off, right? Obviously, if you could afford as a business to give a personal concierge for every single customer you have, and that one person will look after every need you have, they'll, they'll be, you know, be on call 24 hours a day on the phone, then that would be an incredible experience, but it would also be incredibly expensive to deliver. Um, and so people are constantly trying to make, make this trade-off. And often that means there's a trade-off where it's kind of you know, hard to get hold of someone. It's hard to get through to someone because if they had too many calls, it would be too expensive. Um, you know, when they finally get through to you, they try and give you a good experience because they don't want to damage their CSAT scores. But it, it, it's a really difficult trade-off to make. Uh, and businesses would certainly prefer if they could switch everyone over to lower cost and, and better channels. But there's been this kind of struggle on how to do that. Um, and your other digital channels, the digital channels that have come so far, you know, email and chat, have kind of struggled to really move the needle. You know, they've, they've made some uh, edgeway into, into, the, into the contact center, but, but it's really hard for it to become the majority of volume. And there's, there's reasons for that, right? So email, you know, pretty convenient as a customer, but people still treat it as like this long form communication, kind of like writing a letter. Um, <laughs> And you know, they send this long letter into a business over email, and then the business often will take like three or four days to respond with an equally long kind of formal response. So it's kind of slow, um, which means that if someone has a really urgent issue, they need to be resolved today. They just often they won't turn to email. Web chat, really great, you know, very good feedback, but only really works when you're sitting there on your laptop computer, you know, locked into that conversation that's happening in real time. You know, you walk away or close your computer or want to switch to the mobile and it kind of 
doesn't work. Um, so it's pretty limited. Uh, and obviously self-service forums are there as well. Also actually ends up being quite a lot of work for you as a customer and only really works for some types of issues. So the digital solutions that have come up so far have kind of gone a little bit into that, but none of them have actually still really managed to replace the phone as being this thing that even though everyone hates it, you know, people know they can get on the phone, get, get an answer quickly and get their issue resolved. Um, and I think that, that's the exciting thing about messaging, uh, that I think it actually can finally be the answer um, to, to actually replace phone calls for consumers. And so if you think about, you know, all the different channels that we have at our fingertips now and messaging as one of them for sure, but any of these things are going to run into the same uh I, I'm not sure how to say it, like the same personality issues, the same issues with there's still humans in many ways. And the uh, the brand itself might run into issues if it if a situation is not handled well. And you you really talk about something that I would love to explore a little bit called conversational relationships with customers. And so how do you define that? And how can brands really create and maintain that type of relationship almost regardless of the channel. Yeah. I mean, this, this is in some ways the holy grail, right? I mean, from a consumer perspective, when you're engaging with a business, whatever channel that is or cross channel, you want it to be this consistent uh, you know, relationship. You know, you know everything that you're saying to the brand. And ideally, the brand would know everything that, you, you know, that it's been saying to you. Um, you know, disconnected experiences where you're having to like repeat information, uh, you know, say the same problem again to a different agent. You know, all these kind of things are incredibly frustrating as a consumer. Um, and you know, over the past couple of decades, you know, businesses have really tried to fix this. You know, everyone kind of talks about you know, the 360 view of the customer being this kind of holy grail, but very, very few businesses have actually managed to deliver on it, partly just because of the complexity of all of the different software systems that everyone has in the contact center. You know, we, we have some clients who've got like, 60 plus different systems uh, in the contact cow. center. You know, some of them, some of them are kind of, you know, still kind of green screen running off a server in the uh, basement somewhere. Um, yeah. Yeah. And this is like for a lot of big companies, that's kind of the status quo. And so it's been really hard to piece all this together. I think the exciting thing about messaging is that, uh, you know, messaging itself is this continuous conversation. It is a continuous, persistent relationship that you know, can, can switch between real-time conversations to asynchronous. It can be pure text. It can be images. It can have bots and automation. You know, there's even potentially the capability in future to like, have video and, and phone calls within that thread. Um, and what we're starting to see, and we're still early in this, but we're starting to see is that if a company really promotes messaging to their clients, to their customer base in the right way, then you can actually move a majority of your service volume into it. You know, we have one client today, uh, Valeris, who are using the Messenger chat plugin. So they've actually replaced their traditional web chat with Facebook Messenger's chat plugin. Uh, and they really push messaging as a service channel. And over 60% of all of their service volume is now coming through messaging. Uh, and so how, when you talk about messaging, um, how are you defining that? Sure. So messaging is obviously a wide concept, right? Um, and people you talk about messaging in the context of you know, in-app, 
uh, asynchronous web messaging, like intercom. They talk about it in like web, you know, uh, things like Slack, consumer messaging. So I often use the term uh, social messaging to define uh, you know, using the more consumer messaging apps. You know, using the messaging within Facebook Messenger, within WeChat, within Twitter DMs, uh, within WhatsApp and Apple Business Chat that are coming. Um, these are the platforms that have really become completely dominant in how people use their phones and how, how consumers interact with each other, and which are pretty quickly starting to become really dominant in how people are speaking to businesses. Um, I, mean, I was at F8, Facebook's developer conference, a few weeks ago, where they announced that there is now 8 billion messages being sent between businesses and consumers every single month on Facebook Messenger. And, and that's that number, billion with a B. Billion with a B. Wow. That, and that number has grown four times in the last 12 months. So it was 2 billion 12 months ago. Now it's 8 billion. It just keeps going up. Um, so you know, these platforms are really kind of taking over the world in many, many ways. Uh, and there's a lot of you know, big benefits to, to using them as a channel for businesses. Well, I'm curious on the technical side and on sort of a risk management side. So you talk about using Facebook Messenger, which is obviously a huge uh, you know, platform right now, but we also know it seems to be aging out uh, generationally. So what are the pros and cons of you know, making Facebook Messenger your sort of the center of your you know, messaging or something like that, uh, both in the short term and the long term? Sure. Well, I, I think the key from a strategic perspective is more around almost the concepts of messaging and social messaging, because you know, there, there are huge amounts of benefits to interacting using messaging platforms, right? The, the asynchronous communication, the fact that you know, it's kind of like texting a friend. So it's not like a live chat that's happening on the website that needs a response in 30 seconds. Uh, instead, you, know, you might respond, maybe the customer will respond in a few minutes, maybe it'll be 10 minutes, maybe it's an hour, maybe they'll respond tomorrow. You know, so that means that from a workflow perspective, um, you know, an agent can just respond to a customer, go straight to the next customer, responds, 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 responds. You, know, you can throw away this whole uh, kind of idea of concurrency, which you have in the live chat world. Um, and, and it means that an agent can be much, much more efficient and can handle a lot more customers. And that's true whether you're talking about Facebook Messenger, whether you're talking about WhatsApp, Twitter DMs, WeChat, Apple Business Chat, you know, whatever comes next. Um, and similarly, all of these messaging platforms have built out automation capabilities, you know, the ability to add in uh, interactive elements and, and bot capabilities. And that's kind of consistent across all of them. Um, and so, you know, from the while on the front end, the particular messaging app that your cons that consumers are using may be different, and maybe you offer one, maybe you offer all of them. From the back end, in terms of how you're managing it as a business and how you're managing your agent workflow, you can actually keep it consistent with the same processes, the same queues, um, you know, the same automation capabilities, regardless of what messaging platform it is. Uh, and I think that's a really important thing. Now, when it comes to the, the actual platforms themselves, um, you know, while people talk about the Facebook app itself aging out, uh, we haven't seen that trend happen with Messenger. You know, on the flip side, Messenger's just been really accelerating. And we've been seeing the use of Messenger and the volumes of, of inbound messaging volume across our client base really skyrocketing uh, over the past 12 months. Uh, and we obviously have new messaging platforms coming up you know, WhatsApp is really dominant all over the world. Uh, in the US, you've got Apple Business Chat, which is like full 
you know, business chat capabilities built on top of Apple iMessage, which obviously kind of everyone with an iPhone, that's the, the default that everyone is using all the time. Um, so I think the key thing that's changed in the world is that you know, messaging has become the default paradigm for how people communicate with each other and with businesses. Uh, and you know, maybe the individual apps will change over time, but it's more about having messaging at the core of your strategy as a business. And, you know, it, it is intimidating, isn't it, when you think about the fact that there are so many apps right now, there are so many different ways that a customer can reach out. And yet one of the expectations, no matter how they do it, is receiving a quick response. And one of the things that you've talked about is how having a quick customer service response uh, time itself has helped many brands with public perception. And even though this is maybe one customer at a time, right? So what are some of your favorite examples of brands who have done this well and have actually been rewarded with a better public perception based on their customer service response times? Sure. I think there are two parts really to this to, to this question of why is a quick response time so important? Um, you know, and one is the public perception. I'll come to that. The other one is about, you know, what, what are you really trying to do with, with using messaging as a care channel? And, you know, the reason that businesses are starting to invest into this more is because they're seeing that customers prefer it. You know, it's really effortless and easy for customers. So you're getting very high CSAT and MPS scores uh, on the one hand. And the other thing is that it can be actually more efficient and lower cost to actually manage. You, know, it can be lower, you get a lower cost to serve on your problems when you're, when you're resolving over messaging versus email versus phone. Um, and so in that case, what you really want to do is say, well, look, we want people to be messaging us instead of phoning us. You know, we need to really eat into this huge amount of money that we're spending answering phone calls, which is very hard to automate and very hard to make more efficient, and move that into messaging. And how do you do that? Well, obviously, you can signpost and promote it. But you know, your customers have got to trust that if they message you, they're going to get a response quickly and they're going to have their issue resolved quickly. Mm-hmm. If not, otherwise, you know, it'll just end up like email. You know, if, you, if you're taking a day to respond, then people will just end up phoning. And you know, then you're kind of losing the whole benefit. And so yeah, they, I think, they, won't, they won't trust the channel, basically. Yeah, they won't trust the channel. And so if you really want to make a big impact on your overall customer satisfaction scores and the overall cost to serve for you as a business, then you really need to be treating messaging as like a semi real time channel so that your customers trust that if they message you, they will get their issue resolved quickly. They've got to, they've got to trust that it can be just as fast as making a phone call. And that's the only way that you're really going to get people to switch over. So I think that's a kind of fundamental part of part of this. Now on, on the public side, um, you know, there's obviously the public side of social and, and there's the private um, and you know, when people are complaining publicly, obviously we all know that something goes wrong and it goes out there on social, you know, it's, it's easier than ever for that to go viral and it, for it to you know, blow up into a big issue. Um, and you know, the chance of that happening goes down the faster you respond. <laughs> yeah. The, mm-hmm. if you can be on top of something, if you can apologize, you know, make amends for it, then you can really quickly diffuse those kind of public situations. Um, but if, if you're leaving stuff to, to stew, you know, and especially, and people can get more upset and they start tweeting again and retweeting and, and that's when things can really blow up and kind of go bad for businesses. And, you know, we, we do think one thing we definitely do see is that the more that a business invests into messaging 
and make sure their customers know that, hey, if you have a problem, you can just message us privately and we're going to help you, you actually see a lot fewer public complaints. Um, but there's always going to be some people who are upset and going to escalate it publicly, and, and you need to be able to jump on that. Um, you, know, you, you asked some of my favorite examples, uh, Alaska Airlines, um, you know, a client that I really love. You know, they really they just take customer service. Uh, customer service is one of their kind of you know, most important things as a business across the whole company, and they really, really have invested uh, into ensuring they're delivering just an incredible experience when you reach out for help. And you know, if you tweet at them or you message them, they actually they're responding in like three minutes on average. Um, and they have you know, a team, real customer service agents who are highly trained and who will help resolve whatever problem you have, uh, you know, straight there and then on your phone, over Twitter, over Facebook, whatever it is. Um, and for, for a number of years in a row now, they've actually ranked top uh, under J.D. Power's like North American Airlines customer satisfaction across the board. Mm-hmm. Um, you're better, so they, they're kind of ranking above every other airline in North America. And I think a big part of that uh, is, is just this, this focus they have. They're like, you know, if someone is reaching out, doesn't matter what channel, we're going to get back to them within minutes and, and resolve their issue. Uh, and they kind of take that approach across the board. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, think that, yeah, I think that comes out in the awards that they're, that they're getting and the amount of you know, love they're receiving from their customers. They do such a good job with everything um, regarding that. And they, they have the 20-minute guarantee for baggage that when you land – 20 minutes later, your bags will be on the carousel. And I'm always struck by that because I'm like, if they can make that promise, how come nobody else can? <laughs> and I'm standing here waiting for my luggage. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, well, there there's so much new technology around this and so many ways to really think about how the opportunities and the challenges around messaging. I think this was a, a really great introduction to it for some people and also just really exploring where we're going next. So thank you for sharing all of that with us. And and thank you for being here. And if people want to know more about you, Josh, or your business or your book, how can they learn more about you? Sure. Uh, easiest thing is probably find me on Twitter. I'm just at Joshua March. Uh, I have a, as you said, I have a book, message me uh, about all of this kind of subject, social messaging and AI and how it's changing customer care. You can just find that on Amazon if you search for message me or there's a link in my Twitter bio. Um, and obviously, if you want to learn more about Conversocial, please do come to conversocial.com. Uh, reach out. We're always happy to, to engage and, and have, a, have a chat with you. Excellent. And that will all be in the show notes. So thank you again for being here and, and keep up the good work. Yeah. Thanks so much, Josh. Appreciate it. My pleasure. Well, I think we know now that messaging is here to stay and it's up to us to keep up with it as part of the customer experience as a way to serve our customers and to make sure that we are fast. Response time is still critical. Yes, we need to keep up with the technology, but we need to keep on the channel. We got to make sure we're monitoring it and always being responsive uh, as is relevant to our brand and our industry. Mm -hmm. And setting those expectations are super important as well. So it all comes back to customer experience and customer service, just like it always does on this show. It's amazing. How do we how do we do it, Jeannie? It's just it's it's mind boggling. How do we do it? That's the real question of the day. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we hope that we responded, you know, as quickly as we could for you today. That's our response time. Nice try. <laughs> that was a good try. I mean, not every se- not every segue works. That's just the way. Wah, it works. wah. 
All right. Well, we're still happy they're here, right? We're still grateful to have all of these listeners. Excited. Correct? Thrilled. Yes. Yes, we are. So thank you so much for listening to Crack the Customer Code. If you haven't yet subscribed, please do so. It means so much to us. You get our undying gratitude. And that's what really everybody wants. Right, Adam? Pretty much. I've (laughs) I've, I've heard that. (laughs) We are a proud member of C-Suite Radio, so be sure to check out all the great business content at c-suiteradio.com and c-suitetv.com. I'm Jeannie Walters, and you can learn more about me and our trademarked customer experience investigation process and more at experienceinvestigators.com. And I'm Adam DePork, and you can learn more about me, my keynote speaking, customer service workshops and training, and our virtual training at customersatstick.com. Until next time, take care of yourself. And take care of your customers. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.